Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the SAP. It's your boy Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney. Hello. This is a live car cast episode. I always say live. It's not live. If anything <laughs> horrible happens, you will not know about it because uh, we'll be gobbled up by an earthquake. Can you imagine how 2019 would it be if we were podcasting from an earthquake? Because <laughs> you know my first thought would be we need to get this episode to go viral. Because yeah. we'll be the earthquake How episode. lucky was that one girl doing her makeup tutorial when the earthquake went off? I swear that was hysterical. How pissed would you be if you had just finished your makeup tutorial and just turned, turned off the, the camera. camera off and then... <laughs> The fucking earthquake hip hits, and then you just are there with smudged uh, chapstick. Lipstick. Lipstick. <laughs> I don't know if that video was real, but if it was, that was great. It looked real. We're lucky because... Her face looked scared, we and that was a scary earthquake. Both earthquakes that happened, and if you're living under a rock or catching this 20 years from now, we're talking about the 2019 big one. No, 4th of July weekend, two days in a row, two earthquakes, two big ones. Not, 6. not 4, the big one. 7.1. Yeah. You don't talk about a 7.1. If I hear that there's a 7.1 earthquake in Nepal, I go, oh, that's a pretty big earthquake. But the fact that it was in our state, that's a pretty big earthquake. Yeah, but what, you know, it originated where? Ridgecrest. So it was 7.1 there. And there doesn't look to be a whole lot there. I'm sure there are people there who are like, hello, I live there. It was really scary. But by the time it got to us in Los Angeles and us in Palm Springs, it didn't feel like a 7.1. It felt like a 4.5. Tasha, I'm trying to milk this. I'm trying to build the drama. But it was still scary. We were riding that earthquake like we were uh, riding the uh, Fu Manchu at the local... Uh, bull riding joint. So our listeners haven't heard us talk about this at all. So the first, unless you're on our Instagram, so, uh, but the the first earthquake, we were eating breakfast at one of our favorite spots, which is on the first floor of a massive high rise in Shout Hollywood. Shout out to the waffle. Shout out the waffle. We love you and your gluten free. Probably waffles. one of the tallest buildings on the West Coast. I don't think know. about it. I mean, maybe. Was it a 12? I mean, like, there aren't many sky rises on the West Coast. Yeah. And there's an earthquake, and we happen to be eating under one of them. Now, my instinct, and I know this is what they tell you not to do, but my instinct is to get the F out. Where are you going? It's, a, it's telling me to take 60 West. All right. Ways, everybody. Um, J- just in case you thought we weren't actually car driving. casting. <laughs> there's a road rage in this episode. Um point is you're not when there's an earthquake what they tell you to do is like duck and cover right so you're supposed to drop down hands and knees cover your head and neck with your hands and if you can get under something sturdy like a desk or a table but your lady but in when you're looking at 30 stories above you the last place i want to be is on the bottom floor underneath a tin table like that's just not, and they say, so they say you're not supposed to like run out into the middle of the street, but that's exactly what I would be doing in that situation. Because apparently if the ground is shaking, you can't run. So you're just going to fall and hurt yourself. And then you're at risk of like falling objects too. But I would rather have like the risk of falling and hurting myself than like the risk of being at the bottom of a 30 story building. Look, I'm more of a romantic 
So we're talking, this first earthquake happened at 10.30 in the morning. So somebody, I mean, look, 15 million people felt it, right? So somebody was in bed. Lots of people were in getting bed. Getting fucked for the first time of their life. <laughs> no. Somebody was losing their virginity. You think... And then all of a sudden, the fucking room starts shaking, and they're going, my gosh, sex really Who's is good. Who's losing their virginity at 1030 Somebody, in the morning? Somebody, some chick. If any in- one of our listeners lost their virginity at 1030 in the morning, I want to hear about it. Listen, some dude tried to People fuck. lose their virginity at midnight-ish or, like, evening, maybe late afternoon. I lost my virginity they after, lose a it after a, a couple of Keystone lights. Yes, exactly. A couple beers. Couple cheap beers <laughs> with a cheap broad. Some kidding, chip, subscribe, kidding. Cheap, cheap vodka. Look, I don't know if I don't know if anyone of my uh, past lovers listens to the podcast, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. And look, there's no shit talking. We all did the best that we could. Um, <laughs> and I'm really sorry if my best wasn't good enough. Uh, no, I'm telling you, some guy. Here's what happened. You got some 17 year old Netflix and chilling. The girl was like, "No, we shouldn't. We just met. We." like we're friends we shouldn't do this and then the guy totally respects her lack of consent and says no then in the morning she's sobered up she's like oh boy i don't know like this is like i kind of like you i kind of still want to do it so i'm gonna fuck you and the guy's like all right grabs a condom because he's you know safe sex safe sex or doesn't don't really care and then all of a sudden she gets on top and starts fucking him and he's like i'm not gonna be able to last long 30 seconds in you got a 6.4 inches and then a 6.4 earthquake next thing you know he's blowing a load thinking that the room shakes every time you fuck good luck having a you know a a good second time and then what okay and then he's like okay oh boy that morning sex was so crazy i made the ground shake he's like all right july 5th let's try it at about 8.15 8.15 in the evening. <laughs> Let's try it again. All right. We're starting to fuck. We're going to try it. Holy shit! The earth's moving again! And then he never fucks again because uh, all he knows is that his cum creates uh, some butterfly effect. <laughs> and the whole fucking... We're depending on you, sir. Please don't. Please refrain. It's one thing to make your lady, uh, you know, shake a little bit on an orgasm. It's another thing to make the highway shake. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are a hero. <laughs> Please subscribe to the podcast. Join the Patreon. <laughs> That's my new uh. tagline is join the Patreon. Um, anyway, uh boy we did it we did a little uh does this count as a this is kind of like a staycation we stayed in the state statecation we should call this a statecation yeah that's a really good idea there's a lot of places in this state we can go to yeah california has it all because here's the deal if you don't have to pay for a flight it can really make vacationing a little bit easier you don't have to book it far in advance we booked this two days in advance sure they threw it up my butt with the you know price gouging of the hotel but it was, you know, July 5th, there was earthquakes. What are you going to do? Although we just passed a um, camper a few miles back. Did you see that? No. We passed a camper and he had a Jeep attached to the back that he was pulling. That's my dream vacation. Having a camper ready to go at a moment's notice with an escape vehicle attached to the back. So that way you dock your camper. Is this for safety or for lo- like No, escape relaxing. for the evening. Go out, go out and get some food, whatever. Like drive your camper wherever you need to go. 
and then it's like having a yacht and then you've got a smaller boat to get you into the harbor because the yacht's too big to get you in so you, you can only get your rv to the campsite how does my sound is my sound okay yeah your sound is I'm great i'm trusting babe. you you're, you're the sound i just engineer. think maybe we shouldn't be in the rickety lane you think the pot well, that lane's rickety here i there. am trying to create good content talking about the dude blowing a load for the first time during an earthquake and we're worried about potholes this is the uh, do-it-yourself uh, podcast. Uh, we learned a lot about ourselves. We're breaking hard. Hey, um, uh, help me out here so I can uh, so I can um, have a sip of coffee. What is this book we're reading? Let's talk about it. It's called The Perfection Detox, and it was recommended to us by a listener, right? Stephen Cohen. He's a friend of mine. Okay. He's Jewish. Stephen Cohen. Come on now. Um, Jew- being Jewish doesn't matter. I'm just his last name's Cohen, so I felt like calling it out. Uh, he, I was complaining. Hold on, I didn't even get a sip in. So, and then you asked me a question. So, let me finish. <laughs> okay, have your sip. That's the sound of Dave having a sip of iced coffee. I was complaining because I got a friend who's new into stand up. So, he, I'm, I'm, um, closer to a decade in, right? I'm a decade into comedy, I'm seven years into stand up. So, in other, in other professions, you probably consider yourself an expert. In stand-up, you say, all right, you're just getting going. You know what I mean? So I've, of course, grown um, uh, so, some... So I've calcified some bad habits. I don't know if that's a right way to put it, but I've sure, calcified some bad habits. that actually makes a lot of sense, and we'll talk about that when yeah. we talk about the limbic system. Yeah, you know, so I've got some of those bad, hal- bad habits calcified, and now I've got some people that are trying to... Um, uh, uh, massage therapy the uh, the bits out of my system so I can get back uh, to my uh, Forrest Gump uh, good legs stage of my career, if you know what I you're mean. You're welcome. So uh, you said you're welcome? Yeah, because I'm one of those people putting in all the work trying to make you a better person. <laughs> and you've got all this resistance. And it's really annoying because it's where I don't have that much energy. And I should be <laughs> focusing some of my energy on myself. Making and my own you. problems and my own issues instead of having to do the work on you. So I appreciate that you ordered this book and uh, have done a little bit of light reading Listen, to work li- on yourself uh, so that I can have some energy left over for me. I'm on page 16. So, uh, no. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for dedicating the spare energy you have in helping my plight. But... Yeah, it's, you know, we develop habits. It's natural. We both have them. We we all have things. I'm talking to you listeners. We all have things that we just sort of go, well, it is what it is. And, you know, I hate that saying, but even though I don't like to say it is what it is, I act on it is what it is. So, anyway, my buddy Steven just got into stand-up comedy. He's um, done other forms of, of, of comedy. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing, but he's also got the uh, fresh perspective of a, of, a, of a new person in the industry. Yeah, anybody, when you start into a new, like, foray, especially, like, a creative one, you have so much hope. Yeah. Right? You have so much hope. You have high hopes. You have all the optimism in the world. You believe that you're doing the right thing, that you've made the right choice, making leaps and bounds, doing something you love. Like all of the good stuff, the good juice in the beginning is still there. It's it's after it's been a while that you get bitter. And I've uh, blown my good juice load uh, early in my career. Uh, earthquakes. So... Uh, tremors, uh, aftershocks, 6.1, more like 5.2. Moving on. So, metric system. Uh, am I going too fast? Metric system? I don't know. 
Uh, we're passing some inmates, uh, picking up trash. Uh, my ADD is running wild. My point was, so Stephen was like, you know, he, he goes, Dave, why aren't you touring colleges? Uh, why aren't you featuring? I can tell you why, because you've been making excuses for why you can't uh, submit to NACA for the past two or three years. Well, I got rejected. Uh, I got. Oh, I should do the carpool. Got rejected. I got rejected by an agency. But but that's month. not NACA. No, but, but that's an agency that represents. That but represents it was literally your first time in three years even seeking out an agency. Yeah, yeah, look. And, You've got and, excuse after excuse for why you, oh, I can't submit to this agency because I don't have a good tape. Well, okay, then let's work on getting you tapes. None of these tapes are good enough. Listen, it's listen. like excuse after excuse. Yes. Okay, look. You're what, welcome. What, yeah, thank you. What we don't need to do for our sake and for the listeners' uh, ears bleeding because they don't care about my life is rewind all the failures and lack of limitations. Let's move forward. We're not no, rewinding. No, I understand. I'm just saying. We, I understand what you're saying. We're talking about truth. Yeah. And like the truth is that the reason that you're not touring colleges is because you have made excuses. Sure. Which I'm sure is part of what Stephen's getting at. Sure. So, yes, part of the calcified limitations that I've developed are seeing other people's failures and going, I can't do it because they weren't able to do it. And that's something that is not good for the creative world or, or, or a world in general. So I was telling him this and he's like, dude, you need to believe a little bit more in your abilities because he's seen me do very well on stage and he knows I've got all of the right to do that. Um, the truth is, is that yes, like if anything needs to be improved, I've worked hard on my performance on stage, but I need to work equally as hard on my marketing, which includes having a great tape, a polished, you know, a polished uh, sort of uh, artwork that I send along, you know, all that stupid stuff. Yeah, like a one sheet. Yeah, like, like an a one introductory sheet. letter with a, like a little blurb and a photo. Yeah, and, and that's all stuff I've, I've, I have put money into, you know, stuff like that, and I'm, and I'm going to continue to do that. And, and also, you know, like I've focused on on building some different uh, forms of my social media so I can get to the place where I don't need gatekeepers to tell me yes or no. But there are so many different av- avenues for building success in this industry. And in the end, it comes down to, can I get an audience to sit down and watch me do stand-up? Well, and I think you started you started to say something really interesting, that there are so many avenues for success. And that's important to remember, but so easy to forget. Because, and we t- they talk about this, in the perfection detox is like you can get hung up and hyper focused on stuff in general, but in this case, a specific outcome. And so I know that for me, when I'm getting started on a new project, I'm doing a new foray into something exciting. I think about the end result before I think about first steps and it makes it hard to take first steps when you're stuck thinking about the outcome, the so perfect you're, so outcome. So you're basically seeing the destination, but don't have the map on how to get there. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Very how good can I get analogy. to LA? I don't have a map. I don't know which way I'm going. Why don't you start heading west there, MacGyver? Look at the fucking sun. It sets in the west <laughs> and head to your dreams. Yeah, you're right. All it takes is that first step, but you know, it, it helps to have like a little roadmap laid out, but it can be daunting to take these first steps. But you know because what? it's risky. You know what I'll say that I, I'll, I'll give myself a pat on the back for is that I've been good at asking questions of people that have made that success. So imagine we don't have ways, right? You go, hey, look, I, look, I live in Rhode Island. I want to get to Los Angeles. How do I get there? Some guy goes, oh, good luck. 
fuck, you're going to get lost. Well, he's never been. And then some guy goes, oh, I've been to LA. It's easy. You just take uh, Route 40 all the way west. You just go all the way. Is just, that true? Yeah, for the most part. Ten, I thought it was like 10 and 60. Well, there's maybe different I'm wrong. ways. There's you could, 40. You, yeah, but anyway, the point is, is that somebody who has done the trailblazing will show you how easy it is to do. And in this book, I know we're going to be jumping around a little bit because I want to talk about ruminate, ruminating. But this book uh, mentions that the hardest part of a pathway is trailblazing that path. And then the more people that take that same path, the easier yeah. it becomes. So here's the thing. Well, do you want to talk about... Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about what happens yeah. in the book. Okay. Ooh, Polly's Pies. Babe, three-course dinner. We're... Uh, I'm not hungry, but I do like pie. I like Wonder that pussy gluten. pie during <laughs> an earthquake. Um, so we've talked about this before on the podcast. And my favorite analogy... Analogy. Is... You said analogy. <laughs> no, listen. Simile is like an ass. Sure. Analogy is Metaphor what? Metaphor is like a simile. Metaphor. I might have fucked that up. I don't know. Uh, Doesn't matter. So my favorite analogy. Analogy. <laughs> say it like a fucking Shakespearean. Um, my favorite. Analogy. I don't know where you learned to talk, but New you England. say a lot more weird and, uh, words than annals. I do. You don't say, oh, oh fuck me in my honor. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> maybe that's fuck. why they say analogy, so it some, doesn't sound like you're saying anal. You want to have some anal sex? <laughs> <laughs> anal ology. Um, uh so we've talked about like the power of negative thoughts right and that for people who are suffering from like depression or anxiety when you are constantly repeating the same negative thoughts over and over it's sort of like how a river cuts the grand canyon right a river flows the same path over and over and every time it flows that way it makes it deeper and deeper and deeper and then you've got the grand canyon um, so it's the same with your thoughts. These neurological pathways, if you continue to think the same negative thought over and over and over, it just cuts that pathway deeper and deeper and deeper. Or positive thought. Or positive thought. Any thought. The doesn't judge your thoughts. No, it's, it it's about you. your brain, like trying to be as efficient as possible. So repeat thoughts have a very like deep groove that they take and it's hard to branch out with a different thought. So if you're having a lot of negative thoughts, thinking a positive thought requires a lot of energy and effort because it has to take a neurological, like a pathway that isn't as deeply forged. And like water or electricity, it's going to take the shortest pathway with the least amount of effort. So if you're, you know, and this book says you have 90,000 thoughts a day, 95%, and again, these numbers are a little off because uh, I'm making them up, but it said if you have if you have 100,000 thoughts a day, 95% of those will be the same repeating thoughts. No, 70%. Either way. But you're not having these like epiphany moments to All think. All day long. Like, yeah, you're, you're thinking whatever you've decided you're going to, if you like, that's why they say like your happiness, it's a habit. your happiness doesn't change much, which is why like I've been talking in life about how I passed smog test at the DMV. And I just want to get back to that happiness. I felt for the two hours after I passed smog test where I was like, fuck yeah, my car is going to get registered. Now I passed smog. And now I'm like, ah, I did that. Or, ah, okay. I made the extra thousand dollars on that gig. Ah, but it's, so it's like, you just, you kind of resort back to, where, where you are and it takes time and effort to change well that's the key word it takes significant effort to alter your thought patterns and your your analogy the one that is in the book is also really good words. for the people who don't like the river analogy it's like a hiker a hiker 
the first one to ever hike a specific mountain, they have to forge the path, right? And it requires a lot of energy and effort. But every time a hiker comes behind them and they see this path already laid out, they take that path. And then eventually it looks like a well-worn obvious beaten path and everybody takes that path it takes way more energy to forge your own path than it does to just take the one that's already laid out can i use another analogy sure so it's like when you're banging your lady right you get used to missionary she likes that one leg up you just kind of hit it all the time that way and then it just doesn't feel as good anymore and then all of a sudden you flip her around the different side and then you know you got that weird bend in your dick you know everyone's different i don't think that this analogy is working not good okay (laughs) moving on folks point was you hit it a little different angle you might feel some love uh but yeah it's when is you hit it a little different angle you're probably gonna be working out muscles you didn't work out before you ever get a cramp during sex (laughs) anyone else in their 30s you ever get a cramp in your foot (laughs) charlie horse you ever do that the the, the, the fucking guy who just got laid for the first time during an earthquake you ever get a cramp in your fucking foot and kick your chick in the chin because <laughs> you're trying to straighten shit out no just me uh hydrate folks um okay <laughs> continuing on so the perfection detox it it's about understanding that the mind and the willpower can only go so far and there is some like science and chemicals involved and you do need to treat these habits and and like i don't know if we have the exact quote uh motorcycle passing on the right jesus yep lady she just she just uh Gave us a nice. Oh my uh, gosh! If you want to watch this video on YouTube, you'll see me jump out of my skin. I told you she was passing. I us. know, but it happened like in within the same split second as you started to say before my brain processed it. I just felt that buzz as she whizzed by. Anyway, so um, they're like they're still pretending that they're in a car. I know the audio is <laughs> so good. We're in a car, uh, Prius. Uh, so the the idea is that you're only you're you're only you can only do so much. You could you only have so much willpower to succeed in life without like a, a, a strategy of your thoughts, right? So like I think we've both, um, you know, I've been generally optimistic. Another motorcycle passing on your right. Okay. And, Prepared. And uh, <laughs> we're generally optimistic, but also like there needs to be sort of like visuals, right? We talk about vision boards. We talk about having an affirmation on your like dashboard to remind you daily reminders in in reminders by the hour what your triggers are that can like provide these bad limitations and i actually earmarked some parts of the book i don't know if you want to bust them out out. tasha but i earmarked three pages in a row because the and we and again we've we've only like jeez you put this full giant full well i earmarked it at the part that i wanted you to start at because i was kind of smart like that now and uh, so i'll preface it with this there's a lot that needs to happen in a de- in detoxing the mind and starting over and in these self-help books are kind of it's 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 important it's not about how quick you finish them right we're not reading a store we're changing our life right and it's something that like i remember in my 20s getting a real stronghold on my my ability to self-actualize and stay positive and optimistic and like i mentioned i've just developed some of these calluses over my time in stand-up that i need to remind myself through gentle help of my peers my 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 love and other strangers even to get back on that horse believe in yourself and and retrain the mind so the thing that we need to get rid of when we're detoxing and doing in trying to get rid of perfectionism is we need to get rid of the abundance of Uh-oh. negative thoughts. What happened? Is our battery done on the? Camera? Oh yeah, you might need to re- restart it here. Restart that battery while I while I keep talking. Where's another battery? No, no, no the, the, it should be fine. You just got to turn it back on. Oh. 
Yeah, just turn it back on. I'm going to keep talking here. That's just our audio. It goes off every 25 minutes, which means we're just cooking with you guys. It should be a, the battery should be fresh and good to go. So um, anyway, Tasha, as I'm saying, you need, we need to make sure the repetitive thoughts we have are positive, are super ambitious, are self-loving. And, and what we need to get rid of is the term rumination. Am I pronouncing that right? Rumination, yes. We, rumination. Ruminating. And ruminating, I don't have the exact definition, but what, r- remind me what, what ruminating was like a biological term, right? Well, I think that it, the origin of the word comes from actually animals that like eat their cud, that throw up their food and eat it again. That's really sexy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it says it comes from. Like cows, you know, they have like eight stomachs or whatever, but they'll like eat grass and like barf it and, and it, eat it again. And then a psychologist started using it for basically, um, uh, I mean, you, you, you read, read, the, read the section. Okay. <clears throat> Where you bookmarked it. Rumination is the soul-sucking process of trying to change what does not exist. The past is over and the future is out of our control. Yet there is a piece of our brain that believes that if I think about this long enough, hard enough, and often enough, the situation will change and I will feel better. We are waiting to change how we feel by trying to change the past or control the future. I don't need to tell you how futile this is. Our power can only be found in the present moment. We give away our power over and over again each time we obsess about the past or worry about the future. Oh, and here it does say, uh, uh, experts in the psychology field begin calling this habit rumination because the act of repetitive thinking is similar to the regurgitation of cud by ruminant animals such as goat goats, sheep, or cows. Yummy! But anyway, the p- rumination is thinking about something over and over and over. And to, for a personal example, our first day by the pool in Palm Springs, <laughs> I was ruminating about the fact that they didn't turn the misters on because the groundskeeper asked some foreign couple if they wanted the misters on and they didn't speak English. What kind of and so first the grounds- world problems do you have? <laughs> the groundskeeper was trying to explain like w- using hand motions. The and guy? sounds what it meant. So he was like showing them the thing and then said like, and like showed his hands spraying and they were like appalled and said no. And every one of us that was watching this exchange was like, please turn on the misters. We had the biggest we're earthquake so in half a century and she's got a problem because the misters aren't on full blast. 10,000 degrees. No, but it's true that like I have a problem with rumination wait, 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 and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tasha, please start it over. State your name first. Do it full 12 step style, please. I, hi, I'm Tasha Courtney. I ruminate. Hi, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> How many days has it been since your last rumination? <laughs> yes. Do it right now. <laughs> no, but, no, the but it was a perfect book to read because <laughs> I, like I said, I got this book for me, but then I started reading it. And it's like, here is like, listen, ladies, if you, and it's like written completely for women because, you know, men have a problem with like seeking self-help and love, um, I, you know, and we're not marketed to in that way. But you know what I mean? Like, let's complain about how women are marketed to. I want to read a book that's not like, hey, ladies, is your husband beating you because he's an alcoholic? And I'm like, uh, I don't think this chapter is for me. Um, you you and I funny. are going to read this book together and it's going to be powerful. And, and you and you Instagram storied the book and you said, what did you say? This is about to change my life. Wow, babe. Are you crying? I'm I'm not because of you. I well, I'm. I'm, I'm You're crying. I'm not crying. (laughs) Jesus 
Christ. The wind, the fans are blasting There's my eyes. There's no wind inside <laughs> our car. I'm happy for you, babe. Look, I can control my own destiny and I can power through the way I want to become an enlightened version of myself, but I'm but proud. But it's nice to have a roadmap. Uh, it's nice for me to have a roadmap, but it's also nice to see that it's something that is resonating with you, even on, even in the first chapter, because sunlight's the greatest disinfectant, and you don't know you're ruminating until someone says you're ruminating. You're a fucking crockpot of negativity. Jeez, tell me how you really feel. I'm not saying you are. It sounded like you were saying me. But I'm saying when you're crying we, again. I, I, it's only my right ear, babe. I have a tear. Your right ear. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you should see a doctor. <laughs> I'm crying out of my ear. Um, I'm hearing. No, out of you're my right. Eyes. You're you're right. Um, it's nice to be able to put a name to it. And uh, then start to make some changes. So you were ruminating over this, we'll call her German lady, who was who wouldn't let the misters go on. Which, by the way, it was 105 degrees. These misters are built for any weather I above. mean, the, the misters will, like, help take it down to 100 instead and, of 105. And, no, I mean, they really do make a difference. It feels great. And, and then the next day, they had the misters on by, like, 9 a.m. So, like, they are supposed to put the misters on. But this one lady was like, no, thanks. We don't need it. And then once the lady left to like walk away Tasha was like call them up so I called the front <laughs> desk and I was like I'm gonna need the misters turned on here we're at the pool uh, anyway so and I was like we read a podcast and um, we can't be dehydrated for our podcast episode 344 uh, detoxing by rumination or whatever we're gonna call this um, yeah and then uh, and then afterwards the lady was like looking at us throughout the day and you thought you felt guilty yeah i did well okay so here's what happened i was waiting and waiting i could tell that she was miserably hot and uh what just happened did you unplug no something? you're good i could tell that she was miserably hot i didn't think that they understood what the guy was talking about i think that they thought that they were going to turn on full on sprinklers and like it would be like a, a, a water park <laughs> instead of like little mist and so i just was waiting until she decided to go in to be like hey to the groundskeeper and have him turn it on um but when she went in i couldn't find the groundskeeper anywhere so uh and then two other girls came over they said man it's baking out here and i said yeah you know i'm trying to find the groundskeeper to turn the misters on and they're like oh that's a great idea and we all decided dave would call the front desk from you know 20 feet away at the pool and just ask him to have the groundskeeper turn the misters on well Sure enough, in the next five minutes, the lady who didn't want the misters comes back and they haven't turned on the misters yet. Tasha's got her sunglasses the on. The second she She's sits got her down, She's the guy turns the misters on. And I am mortified because I know that I'm the one that's been ruminating about the freaking misters for the past half an hour. And I'm the one who orchestrated the turning on of the misters. And now this lady who didn't want the misters is back and I feel like an asshole. And honestly, I'm going to feel like an asshole about this every time I see a mister for the rest of my life. I think the key is is to be detached or, or just accept being an asshole. You see, yeah, old, but that's you, hard to but do. But you see, I know, I totally understand. Trust me. If, it's if, hard. Like, yes, I realize that all of this has happened in the past, and thinking about it will not affect any change. Do you remember that this one is time? Exactly the definition of rumination. Do you remember the one time something has happened in the past? I can't change it, but yet I can't stop thinking oh, about I have, it. 
Babe, I accidentally asked a girl to dance with me in sixth grade, and I found out it was this older sister of the girl I had a crush on. I'll never not feel fucking awkward every time I think about that. The fuck was I thinking? Completely changed the trajectory of my life. Maybe I date her. Maybe we're happy. Maybe I don't become a comic. Who knows? I'm here with you. I'm happy. I'm happy. The point is, is like, yeah, you have a weird taste in your mouth when you think of like, things that happened in the past but you know don't you love those old people that don't give a fuck they just don't give a fuck oh they know i dream to be that no, way but there's a lot of ways in which you don't give a fuck you're very specific with um my fucks well yeah i think you um i i and again it's it's not important that we like self uh it's not important that we analyze specifically what makes you feel what makes you ruminate it's important that you just know that you're doing it and then you can sort of ease off the pressure of it all and go okay i'm having it i'm triggered this bus get in front of us so so um i think on the next page it talks about the different ways we're triggered again it is okay it's important to know like look i get triggered if i'm bored at work and uh doing a side job that is not my career path I should not be looking at Instagram and seeing other people's success stories. That's a trigger I, for I, you. I, I don't need to delete Instagram. I need to know, don't go on Facebook and Instagram if you don't have to when you're bored at work. You're not in the right headspace. And that's on me. But do you ever, because I've, I think that just naturally, I'm very good at this. Just like naturally, I have pretty thick skin, which has allowed me to be a model without much psychological damage. It's a thick ass, actually. (laughs) Hey, folks, go to her Instagram. (laughs) Um, But the point (laughs) is, is that if I'm looking at Facebook or Instagram, I'm very, I notice quickly if I'm starting to feel bad. And then I just turn it off. And it's fine. Do you have that sort of noticing or does it happen? First of all, Instagram and Facebook and social media are built to keep you hooked. You do not gamified. They, you do not just turn it it's off. A, it's a real thing. You, you, yeah, you. I mean, you can go on that thing for a long time, Tasha, Courtney, a long time. Sure, but I, I can go on there because, like, I, I read a ton of articles on Facebook. I find it generally gen genuinely very interesting and i don't do a lot of self-comparison on these things you don't i just don't, you don't find myself but you, but you might not do it in a ass for ass type of way but you might do it when you see the couple who's travel blogging yeah that's probably the number one <laughs> actually so it's a little bit different it's not everyone's different some people it's in front of the mirror some well re- read the read the list of different ways people kind of enter these triggers because you know is this one of your bookmarks it should be the next page Okay, let's see here. Because it's it's just different for everybody. Like, I don't look in a mirror and go, I I mean, I can shame myself. Like, I definitely gained five pounds in the last two days eating that pizza. And I can be like, oh, Dave, Jesus Christ, get your shit together. But then I know for the next week I'm going to try to eat healthy. You know, like, I can, like, sort of, like... me too. We should get some salads. Gently shame myself. Some people, that'll spiral them into a depression. I just know, okay, I put a few pounds on. I was bad. Let's get back to being good. That's not my thing. But my thing can be, like you know, getting rejected from a comedy festival. And then, you know, there's just a lot of rejection that like is in your face, you know? Okay. Do you see the different list? Yeah. So for many of us, rumination has become a habit as, and as with any habit, rumination can also have triggers. Charles Duhigg writes that the creation of a habit can be broken down into three parts, also known as a habit loop. One, the trigger Two, the habit Three, the reward. 
just like habits, when we ruminate, we are often triggered subliminally by a cue. This cue could be one of five things. Location, time, emotional state, other people, the action immediately before the habit. What would a location be that triggers you? You mean being like at a wedding or be or just like are in traffic or something? Yeah, maybe traffic or like work. If they if you have a particularly toxic you work go see place. somebody at work that yeah. triggers you. Yeah. Yeah. That could I, I could see I could see being triggered by different places, having high anxiety places. You know, you know I like to avoid certain comedy clubs that just kind of make give me the heebie-jeebies. And that's like a, a, a physical, tangible thing. All right. And then, so, which, can you quickly read them again? Location, time, emotional state, other people, the action immediately before the habit. And I think for me, the action immediately before the habit's the easiest because you go, okay, I feel like shit. I'm ruminating about why my career's not in order. What did I just do? Just went on Instagram and just saw every other comic posting the shows they're on, which by the way, doesn't even mean they're doing more or better shows than I am. This can happen to me when I'm on a road trip doing stand-up comedy. You know what I mean? This can happen to me when I'm when I am like doing well and things are going good for me and I go, "Oh, really? I don't need to be like hanging out by the pool underneath the misters." Uh, at full blast, not feeling good about life. Which, by the way, this weekend didn't. I didn't hit those triggers. I felt just fine about life. Maybe but because you were away from all your triggers. Were you looking at Instagram and Facebook? No, I think it's because I've been working hard and I'm not in debt and I'm not like I don't have the weight of the world on my shoulders right now. I've got like a lot of work lined up. I've got shows coming up. I've got material I'm working on. I'm like, like, so what it comes down to is me. Yeah, but when I I'm think doing all the things that are, I'm meant to do, the uh, I don't ruminate about other people beating me. It's almost like when I feel guilty because uh, I'm spending too much time at the side job. I'm not doing stand up. Then I'm kind of like, oh, what the fuck? And then I get to see the, you know, the, the, my, the, the friends that I know that are like YouTube stars that are selling out comedy clubs because they've built their YouTube presence and I'm out there working on the hourly. That's when I but get But I think triggered. it's important to like, yes, it can be helpful to know that you have all your ducks in a row. But I think it's important to note that, like you said, rumination can happen at any time. You said to yourself that it can happen when you're out doing great things. So like, yes, it's important to have your ducks in a row, but I think that there's there's two pieces to it. And did you read the part that said how to get how to stop ruminating? One of the things was to like just get up and walk around and like see the see the world. Well, they they said that a lot of times or the author wrote that for her personally, she found that she starts to ruminate or have these like um thoughts of self-doubt um when her when her mind is on autopilot so for her she noticed that it was happening when she was in the shower in the morning she'd be in the shower her mind's on autopilot she's sort of thinking about nothing and because she was thinking about nothing it kind of left the door open for these habitual habitual thoughts yeah to creep in so 10 minutes later she'd get out of the shower and be in a bad mood because 
she her mind had been sort of blank but in crept the habitual thoughts of self-doubt and negativity and you know what i thought when i read that i was like jesus christ if you can't be happy in the shower you're doing it wrong well you know i actually thought about this the other day and i want to say it was before i even started reading this book but you know how some people say that the shower is the place where they get the most creative ideas yeah of course the shower the shitter But, you know, I was thinking, and this is just like a sad personal thought, that it's been so long since I had fun, creative ideas in the shower. And I wondered if, like, depressed people don't have creative ideas in the shower. Well, but look at it this way. It's like if you're it's like a record player, right? You you need silence like uh, mentally for creative ideas to come in. But if you're ruminating, you're just playing like static noise. Yeah, it's like you might as well be listening to the radio. Yeah, you know, you might as well be watching TV or listening to the radio. You do need that sort of silent space. So anyway, the I guess we realize that you don't need you need to have blank thoughts, but you need to be in the kind of place where the blank thoughts don't immediately seep in the easy negative maybe, thoughts maybe you can have those blank thoughts if you wrote down your plan for the day that way you like you, you well, don't have and to that ruminate was her solution she said that she started you have to replace the negative thought with a positive thought and it's challenging it's really hard at first because that's not the easy neurological pathway that's been laid right so you have to replace your negative thought with a positive thought she decided once she realized that the shower was like a trigger location for her. Um, she started doing um, mindfulness, like positive mantras in the shower. And that became her like daily place where she did mindfulness exercises every morning. You should get one of those shower Sharpies that you can like write on the wall with. You ever see those like water soluble boards or whatever, or even like the little sticky whatever. And you, you print one out or write it on the wall in the shower, like what your mantra is. That's a good idea. Yeah. No, because here's your here's your thing. And again, like, you know, I'm the first to talk about all the ways I ruminate and this and that. But for you, uh, two, two things. I know the quickest way for you to dip into a depressive state is to have a week where you're not working much or a month when you're not working much. And I think part of it is because you don't have a lot going on to keep your brain going actively and you'll just kind of sit and stew about all of your shortcomings. And then you'll see somebody you know, post a wedding photo and you'll go batshit crazy, even though you've got so much good happening in life. And that's the freelancer has to deal with lulls. So I think lulls are tough on you. And I think if you can, if you know a lull's coming up, it'd be better to like use that time to go on a bunch of hikes and get, get your mind kind of strong because like you're going to have busy ahead, you know, but so, so there's that. And then the other thing is the, the thing, and again, I would never tell somebody this, but like we've lived together for half a decade. I've lived with you longer than I live with anyone in my entire life. I think when you have a full workload and you know, a workload isn't just showing up to work and being busy. A workload for you means traveling to different designers across the, one of the busiest cities in the world. Um, you know, every hour. So you might have a nine to 11 appointment at one place and a 12 to two at another, and then a one to three. And if one person's five minutes late, you're, you're stuck in traffic going to the next one and you get stressed out thinking about having to zigzag around town. I think you love the actual work you do. I think you have to deal with uh, lack of control over a city that's crazy traffic and you have to bounce around and appease a bunch of divas at different places. Am I close there? Sure. So 
so part of that is knowing that that's a trigger of yours. Yeah, I think traffic is another, well, not necessarily traffic, but driving is another place where you're just kind of on autopilot. Because, you know, we've been driving forever. We drive every day. It's It doesn't require a whole lot of, like, extra thought or concentration. It's just autopilot and your thoughts sink in and it's e- it's an easy place for those sort of negative thoughts and you're to not, take over. You're not a um you're not a natural like self-help guru type, you know? No. But have you ever and, and again, so I I know I've stooped into some dark places in my life. I had a breakup in college where the actual breakup with the girl wasn't the big deal at all. It wasn't about the girl at all. It was about the fact that a form a fraternity brother had dated her before and a very select group of guys in my fraternity hated me because of it. Even though the girl and the guy who dated her didn't care at all. So it wasn't about the girlfriend at all. We weren't even dating. It's just like that sort of community like it, uh, it, they all uh, and I'm talking like two or three guys whom I've never t- one uh, guy hold I had, on, we have a major feedback problem. One guy I had never talked to ever since then. His brother died. I never talked to him. Everyone went to his funeral. I know he didn't want me there. He just decided to take all of his hate out on me, even though the ex of the girl didn't care. So the point was, is that I had to deal with like these guys turning their back on me. It was my first time ever that I was, that I had to deal with something like this. And I, I forest gumped it. I went for a run. I just, I got to get out of this line. I just went for a fucking run. It was in the winter and I, or it was in the fall. And I said, and I just started running and I, and I, and I needed to run a lot every day to sort of like calm my mind down. And then I ended up running a marathon and then ended up joining a running group. And that was my therapy because I knew if I could just keep my body moving, I wouldn't think about this guy who didn't like me. And it really wasn't a big deal. It wasn't about the girl. They, the whole fraternity got over Well, it. I would argue that um, running is also a place where you can just like sit with your thoughts. But run, running is also physically challenging enough that at some point your body's going to need your mind to focus on pushing your body. Exactly. And you, you will exactly. get out of that negative feedback you, loop. You, exactly. You ha- you get to a point in where, you know, and sometimes, and again, I don't, if, uh, I, I've, I've done that before where I've r- ran, angry ran. Maybe you cry and you just scream and you just fucking, and then it's, and then you're releasing that thought and then you're dumping this like dopamine of like, love because you're you're doing what your body's meant to do it's meant to move you're in your you're getting yourself and so you know when i say i got to go for a run you know i you know i mean it you know i got to go for a run and that's my healthy way of, of of that's my acupuncture really you know and it's like hard to do it's hard to say i'm gonna go i'm gonna go put one foot in front of an, each other and climb up those hills and, and do something that's physical and and it's like you never feel better than when you build an ikea dresser and it's done you did some work you just feel like you've done something and when you're in a depressive state or like things aren't going well or hitting these triggers or ruminating all you need to do is get back to like that machine work that the body needs to do. So some people, they go out to the shed and they build stuff. Some people go chop. Let me, if we had a farm and we had a, a trees that needed to be split, I would, you know, we'd, we'd bitch about something and I'd go out there and grab the ax and go start splitting wood. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I love that shit. I love that mechanical shit. So it's about knowing where you, what you need to do with your body to kind of just like get back to that neutral state, that decompressed state. Uh, anything else in that 
on the on that page we wanted to read? Sure. Oh, this is the third page, right? Yeah, this okay, is the so third this is the final part. bullet point that you wanted to talk about. So it says here, to be our best and optimize our potential, it's important to learn from our past so we can prepare for the future. However, there is a wide gap between rumination, self-punishment, and reflection, self-discovery, when it comes to improving our results. Below is a chart you can use to see in which state you tend to spend more of your time. Both take up a lot of headspace, but only reflection will uncover new information and solutions that will fuel your future for the better. So rumination mindset, all the bad stuff. Rumination mindset. Oh, we lost this. Can you just hit record one more time? Yeah. It's still on, but we lost. I knew we were about to lose it. Okay, we're getting... Uh, okay, there we hold go. Hold on, are you back? Okay, you're on, good. Let me just we're moving. Thanks, thanks for bearing with us, folks. Um, and by the way, how many how many minutes are we at on the Zoom? And how's the battery? Forty-eight, and the 48. battery looks fine. All right, let's fin- let's wrap this up for sixty. All right, rumination mindset, bad stuff. Thinks about the past, wishes for a different outcome, fills in the blanks with stories, uses the lens of self-judgment, problem-focused, views challenges as threats, paralyzed by problems. Doubt demons thrive. Reflect- doubt, doubt demons thrive. Yeah. That's a beautiful group of words. Doubt demons. Uh, reflection mindset. So this is what we, you know, this is how you learn from past mistakes, better prepare for the future, but do it in a positive way instead of a nasty, hurtful so, way. So reflection mindset is the antithesis, is the opposite of rumination mindset. Exactly. So this is the the sort of uh, educational yeah. uh, moving forward way yeah. if you have to ruminate. Yeah. Reflection mindset if you have to reflect. Jeez, we're going to get run off the road by these buses. You would have been better off staying in this line. Anyway, She's ruminating over the traffic <laughs> as we speak. Reflection mindset. Reflect and keep your eyes off the road. Resides in the present, not the past. Resides in the present. Works with reality instead of wishing for a different outcome. Works with reality. Works with the facts, not filling in the blanks with stories. Works with the facts. Uses the lens of self-compassion instead of self-judgment. Bingo! Self-compassion. Ding, ding, ding. Hit one. Self-compassion. Solution-focused. Can we remind each other? Can we gently remind each sure. other? Baby, self-compassion. If we're, if we're being self-judgmental. Yeah. That's a good one. Solution-focused instead of problem-focused. There you go. I'm good at that one. Solution-focused. Right? Don't you think I'm good at that one? Yeah. You're problem-focused. That's and not yeah, true. So, I'm solution-focused. Well, sometimes you're like, blah, blah, But blah. sometimes solutions are... Uh, a little bit out of reach. But a lot you know of what times I mean? Sometimes solutions require a lot of baby steps before you get to a solution. Sometimes solutions are complicated. But so I think it's, a, you know, a solution focused can be challenging. But, you know, in relationships, a lot of times, and again, we're, we're going to go But don't you here. think that solution focused, even if it is a little challenging, feels better than problem focused? Look, you need to know what the problem is to find a solution. Right. That's math, Right. Um, <laughs> that is math. <laughs> it is math. You need to e- equal out the equation, if you will. Uh, but I think a lot of times women in relationships will want to say what the problem is and they want men to listen, whereas men want to just jump to the solution. So I think it's important to acknowledge a problem, let it be, but don't ruminate on that problem. Well, so and how also do we know? it needs okay. to be a logical solution and it needs to be an attainable solution. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. Anyway, back to the list. Solution focused instead of problem focused. 
views challenges as opportunities instead of threats. Views challenges as opportunities. Takes action versus paralyzed by problems. Takes action. And that's sort of like solution focus. I think those go hand in hand. When I was having a problem with a client, you know, I spent weeks going back and forth trying to work with these people who are obviously you know, just stringing me along and how much better did I feel when I finally just lawyered up, bitches. lawyered up. <laughs> yeah. You let an expert take care of your problem. Yeah. I, I actively sought solutions and the final solution was just putting it in somebody else's That's hands. like me going to the dentist this week. I'm but instead of being paralyzed by problems, which I was at first, at first I was going back and forth about just trying to negotiate with these people, uh, going back and forth about whether or not I should just go to small claims court instead of getting a lawyer, paralyzed by problems. I just took action. You got to take those baby steps. I'm proud of you, babe. Action. And you felt a lot better after. Yeah. It took you... Here's, here's, a, here's the problem that I think you have is that I do think you're a warrior, Tasha. You're a fucking warrior. You can withstand a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Both externally and internally. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden I'll come home. The straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah. And I'll always, you know, the, the snowflake that causes the avalanche, you know, the, the, the semen that busts the nut. (laughs) Gross. Oh, I wish I could call that the title. The semen that busts the nut. That won't make sense to anybody, but for you guys listening, the semen that busts the nut. Are we slowly uh, passing these buses? Are we getting more and more behind? We're actually beating the time here. Um, I'm doing a great job uh, producing, hosting, and driving. <laughs> uh, I am crying now out of my left ear. Um, <laughs> it, so, uh, But so my point is, is that like an earthquake, you get that 30-second notification. I know 10 seconds before you're about to break down. And I go, baby, what? What is it? And it's like, you don't have to, you don't, it's, it's okay that you got to that critical mass, but you don't have to. Yeah. And that I think is, that's important I think to that's know. important to remember for lots of people because I'm, I don't think I'm the only one out there who is wired that way. That's I'm, like the, that's I, like the roof caving in when you could have just, uh, you know, shorted up six months ago. Yeah. You could have just, you know, cleaned out the gutters every, every spring. Yeah. Well, but for some, I don't know. I mean, I can't pinpoint why I am this way, but it's true that, um, I, whether through, uh, what do they call it? Nature or nurture somehow in my life, I have become this person that you're right, can withstand quite a bit and will just grin and bear it. And one, and one day you might, you might have this crazy breakthrough where you realize what the trauma was. Cause did, was it in this book that you had mentioned like the childhood trauma of like, yeah, what was it in this? No, book it actually wasn't. It was a, um, you want to cover that? Yeah, it was a, just a different article I read online that because you and I had talked about the limbic system before, uh, what do they call it? Uh, I think calcification or paralysis, but basically that childhood trauma can uh, like, ho- I think, I wish I, now I can't, do you remember I told you this last night? No, it's all right. Just But basically it. that like this section of your brain, which I guess is related to the limbic system through childhood trauma can become hardened almost like scar tissue and it affects it, it leads to um, greater instances of depression later on in life you know but they say plenty of people will, will literally black out 
Like, I, like I always wonder, like, was did ever did anything ever happen to me in childhood? That I just blacked out, and I you don't know if you don't know, but like That's I don't. One of the most common coping. Yeah, mechanisms. and I don't think, and I and I've lived a you know I don't my my uh, my scarring is I think a natural you know being raised by a hardworking single mom. <laughs> like I think it's a very natural. Like I think I I think it would be a very easy case study for a. a a psychiatrist or, or psycho- psychologist, whoever the fuck ist, but uh, but yeah, it's you don't know what you don't know, and you're slowly spending this life in your human form, trying to unearth it all, and maybe one day, you know, you just open up this window of your brain, and, and then you just like forgive yourself, forgive your parents, or do some rewiring and realize that you don't have to grin and bear it until the straw that breaks the camel's back. Boom. You you can let off steam like these little uh pre-earthquakes what are they called four quakes like the little mister at the pool <laughs> let off the steam before the german four bitch shocks fucking dies of a heat stroke uh, tasha i think that's a good way to end it that what you just said about letting off steam and and don't you don't have to grin and bear it audience we love you you don't have to grin and bear it you, you know we we don't need to prove to anybody how strong we are we're out here doing the best we can and i think that's what attracts you to us and us to you is that yeah we can have fun in the process but we can also be a little self-reflective and not ruminate was there anything else on that page we wanted to talk about uh for our own well, sake well the, the, we missed the last bullet point what was the last bullet point uh in the reflection mindset doubt demons starve versus in the doubt ref- demons thrive coming soon doubt demons starve to death this summer in a theater near you join the patreon um yeah doubt demons they starve you, you cut off their they supply. don't have anything to latch on to yeah yeah when it's, you're it's when you're solution focused when you're taking action when you're living in reality working with facts having some compassion for yourself all right so what was the opposite of compassion uh, judgment. Okay, so and what did you call? What did what was this, the saying that you had? Uses the lens of self-compassion. All right, so we need to use the lens of self-compassion. Compassion that kind of sums it up versus versus too much harsh judgment. No one's no one's meaner to you than you are. Yeah. No one's meaner to you, the listener, than you are. So let's be a little bit more kind. I mean, I can't tell you how many people come up to me and go, like, Dave, you're so hardworking. You're so this and that. And I go, ah, you fucking wish you, you know, whatever. And it's like, we don't talk. To, I mean, and again, you know, what's funny is you said that I'm the, one of the most confident people you know or you've ever met or cocky or all these things. And I go, well, look, I mean, I'm very hard on myself. It's not a, it's not a necessarily a positive trait. I'm very, very, very hard on myself. I have to sort of equalize that equation by also patting myself on the back so when i accomplish something i go fuck man i'm happy i did that i'm proud of myself but because i have to be proud of myself because i know i put myself through hell to get there anyway i have a lot of work to do you have a lot of work to do but we're acknowledging it and that is a huge first step this book's called the perfection detox um, we're reading it now. You guys, we're going to be talking about it. Um, I don't know if we'll do it on the Patreon episodes or if we'll do it more as um, CarCast or what, but we're going to be talking about it. And, hey, I wanted to give a shout-out to our Patreon members. Because of you guys, we've uh, we've kind of raised enough money that we might – and, again, we, we uh, this might be a purchase I make on my own. It might not be a Patreon purchase, but I'm going to buy – 
these headset microphones that professional announcers use at football games so we can do more car casts in a more appropriate fashion rather than holding microphones up. Two hands on the wheel. And I'm going to buy them and we'll test them out and maybe we won't maybe we won't use them. I want it, Tasha, I want it to be something we both think it will add value to the podcast. But I just want people to know that these upgrades are happening in our world because you guys have been so generous to donate. Some of you guys don't want to be a part of the Patreon because you don't, it, you might not support what they do or the money doesn't go directly to us because we get like, you know, 97% of the money. But look, if you're out there and you do want to donate on a a la carte style, um, you can PayPal or Venmo or Cash App uh, me the podcast and we and and we'll put that money directly back into the podcast. So that's something I do want to let you guys know because we did have Christian who is so nice. He doesn't use the Patreon, but he wanted to give us a generous uh, amount of money for our birthdays. And so we uh, shout out to you Christian for being so supportive. Um it doesn't go unnoticed. We are so grateful. And we we go out to a breakfast together on our birthdays and say this is directly because a listener was supportive of us. So yeah. it when we talk about equal equations we get out of this as much as the the collective of all of you guys and we have a lot actually Tasha I wanted to talk to you we have 18 minutes left on our road trip I wanted to talk to you for 15 minutes about something but I want to put it on the Patreon so can we do that and then I'll put it on the next Patreon episode I was feeling so much relief about the fact that we wouldn't be driving through this crazy trip we'll just talk for we'll just talk for five minutes about that part oh god we don't we we can talk we can talk later but either way we're going to talk about it on the Patreon so when you're listening to this if you want to hear there's just a few things that we can't share with the public just yet but that I wanted to talk about that um, we can share behind the paywall. Um, so we'll, we'll do that. But if you guys do want to check out all the content we have on the Patreon, um, and if you haven't used it before, I think I think just about all of the people that are on our Patreon now never used Patreon before. And I understand that. It's an app that, like, it's, it's a little different. But it's just an app that you download onto your phone, you subscribe at a tier level, and then you get all the content from that tier level that we release. So every new member of the Patreon gets a postcard. We send you guys a postcard. Plus every member of the, uh, I think it's the Friends with Benefits level um, of the Patreon gets a new uh, episode every week. There's some. I, I originally was going to do two episodes a month, but we're able to kick it into high gear and do one a week. So um, it's there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And just know that you are directly supporting us, and we appreciate it so much. I mean, it's just it's just incredible since we've taken the leap uh, yeah, four months ago that we've got this little community that we're building and every bit counts and um, it's going to be the type of thing that we embrace and don't ruminate over the negative because there's so much positive happening in our world we want to share it with you and we want to grow with you anything else we want to say Tasha? I don't think so. This was a fun episode Yeah it was. I think this was, I, I'll say this I said, it, I said it before Tasha before we aired, I think this was our best mini statecation we've ever been on we didn't fight we listened to each other and you let me book a restaurant without scouring the Yelp reviews there's a lot of trust that you've given me and I appreciate that Tasha Aww. Courtney I think we did well and I think this episode of our car cast was our best car cast yet you guys let me know what you think um, are you guys ready to grow with us um, should we get the author of this book on let's, let's send her a uh, 
let's tag her in this post so uh, we can get her on. Um, I think the guy who recommended the book know, might know her. Anyway, she, she knows what she's talking about. She's um, forging uh, her way through self-discovery and passing her knowledge on to all of us, and it's already starting to pay dividends. So anyway, everybody, uh, I'm going to sign off unless there's anything else you want to say, Tasha. No, I don't think so. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our team. As always, subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Mm. Share Keep with your sharing friends. with your friends. Um, we'll post this video on the YouTube. We've been getting a lot more views on the YouTube of these videos. Uh, it's out there. Uh, if you guys want to watch us in the car, not just be a part of our uh, our audio, it's out there. And of course, the Patreon is the best way that you can show your love to us. But again, if you can't afford that, we totally understand. But we do appreciate the free things that you can do by helping share us with some friends that might need to end their rumination. You know you got that friend named uh, w- w- uh, let's call her let's call her Stephanie you know you got a friend named Stephanie every time you go to brunch she just ruminates over the shit she can't control just tag her in this episode she yeah. won't know until she gets to the part where I say her name Stephanie <laughs> chill out Stephanie alright I gotta get in the 101 I'm in the oh wrong God. lane that's it folks have Watch a good out. one bye everybody bye bye